Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everyone. Checking in here with another ad read from our friends over at HelloFresh. Savor every last second of summer with HelloFresh. HelloFresh delivers fresh, quality produce from farm to your door in less than a week. It's great. It's super easy. Allowing you to join the, enjoy the delicious flavors from the season right from home. Heading out for one last vacation? Up, update your delivery address and enjoy HelloFresh at your own vacation de- destination with just a click. Might have to try that. I'm on vacation right now. That sounds like it's a pretty darn good idea. Plans are flexible, so they work with your changing schedule. We here at the No Bad Days podcast love our HelloFresh boxes. We get one. We cook it up in less than 30 minutes. It's ready to go. And you know what? There's no cleanup, very little waste, and you you get really good meals. If you're interested in this offer, please go to HelloFresh.com slash BadDays16 and use the code BadDays16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. I'll once again repeat that. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BadDays16 and use the code BadDays16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 15 of the No Bad Days podcast. We've got our own number 15 right here. I'm sitting beside him. His name is Jonathan Pace. How's it going, buddy? What's going on, boys? That was, that was good. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was enthusiastic. Really yeah, cool. I know. Oh. Um, and we also have a number 20 sitting beside me and Jordan Martin. How's it going? Good, good. Just hanging out. A little bit hangry right now. Yeah. That's a topic for another another conversation. Yeah. Oh, no, let's actually talk about it right now because we're all feeling it. And we just were talking and uh, we sweat out, I think, what, 19 liters of water out of our bodies at that skate because our arena is very hot. But, you know, that's due to the humidity outside and it's a little tougher to skate this time of year. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, like, the ice just went in last week. Yeah. And, like, that, the building that we skated in for people that wouldn't know – um, in the summer, they use it for a bunch of different stuff. Like they have like markets in there. They have different festivals or events. Events, yeah, it's like an event uh, facility as well. Yeah, they've had concerts there and stuff before. Yeah, so they take the ice out in the summer. No one skates there, and then so they just put it in last week. And um, all the humidity, it's tough to get it out because it's such a big building. So yeah, no, no, it's definitely no one's fault. It's just like this time, like it's like it's a battle. For yeah, sure. no, for sure. It definitely doesn't feel good to breathe in there. So, <laughs> um, and, and if you don't know, breathing is a very important part of hockey. <laughs> and uh, especially like the ice when it's humid just gets so chopped up so quickly. It's hard to like today when we were doing the skilled stuff, it was like, oh, my God, I feel like I don't have hands anymore. Oh, yeah, no, I felt like I was skating at the end of the driveway <laughs> in, in uh, March. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, but uh, we're one week into school officially. Yeah. Trying to get our uh, schedules together here with hockey and 
school and try and find time to eat. Mm. That's a little bit why I'm hangry right now because yeah, I eat at nine in the morning and then I don't eat again till right now. I didn't eat lunch today. I know. I had to go to that snack room. That's at the lunch. athletic center. I, I think that's breakfast. a part of like finding yeah. our schedules. And now that we know this week that we messed up, we got to know to find time to eat. It's yeah, <laughs> all trial and error, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's another thing, especially this year with like what everything that we got going on with the, like obviously the podcast, yeah. finding time to record the videos for the TikTok. Um, you know, not that we do much else other than that, but <laughs> and, finding and, time and, to sit on the couch. Yeah, I was just going to say that's the most important part. Like we need like a minimum of three hours of general horseplay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll meet every second Sunday for general horseplay. Yeah. And, and alternating Tuesdays for bowling. <laughs> and for our bowling league. That's a, that's a quote for those of you that wouldn't recognize it from uh, one of our favorite movies. We actually watched it twice this weekend. Um, and once last week. And it's The <laughs> yeah. Hangover 3. Um, yeah, we of, did crush that a lot. Yeah, we've seen it. We know every line. And it never gets old. It just <laughs> It really doesn't. Nothing better than just sitting on the couch and just watching Hangover 3. All no. stinking Sunday. All Sunday long. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we moved this Sunday. We watched like the first NFL game. from At 12 at, till 10 at night, we watched football. Yeah. Was, and none of us even like. <laughs> no, no. Like we didn't realize what we were doing. We were having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize like that at, at night. Well, we, we made a deal that we were, were record saturdays and sundays for like the next couple weeks before we actually get busy with hockey on the weekends and the whole sunday i kind of forgot that we hadn't recorded and then someone told me that we were going to film some tiktoks at seven o'clock at night i was like oh my god i did not (laughs) feel like getting up off the couch right now but we got we were rewarded ourselves with some ice cream after that well, we I did. guess that was the only, oh, yeah, little, the only plus. Little Culver's. That. Little Culver's. Little custard cup. And we got double scoops, too. Yeah. Yeah, you guys got an extra treat that Yeah, day. the yeah. guy's like, oh, looks like we made double. We're like, oh. I'll take a trade yeah. then. Hey, that's a good mistake. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Thank take that one. That. Yeah. Um, and then that goes back to, uh, pr- like, making a promise to ourselves and then just breaking it as soon as, like, it comes to, <laughs> comes to be. Yeah. Just well, like how we, when we arrived in soup last year. Yeah, well, hey, promises are just like between the boys. It's just like, ah, well, you said it. You're yeah. actually gonna do it. It's like lines on the road. You just go over them. <laughs> They're just that's guidelines. what rumble. That's what rumble strips are for. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that uh, I don't think we mentioned it last week, but we definitely need to talk to talk about it is a new documentary on Netflix called uh, Untold Penal- Crimes and Penalties. Oh yeah, with the Dan like Bird the Untold series, our but new, our new favorite yeah. hockey team. But yeah. specifically, the hockey episode, the Danbury Trashers. They used to be a part of the UHL, the United Hockey League, uh, similar to today's East Coast Hockey League. Yeah, it's a minor, said. it's a minor league, minor pro league, yeah. and awesome. Obviously, like some sick talent there. Those guys actually had like some guys that played in the NHL uh, during their two year stint, but. Uh, holy shit was that a story oh my <laughs> god so basically well we don't want to ruin it so you should definitely go watch it but our favorite character was definitely t-bone the equipment manager oh that what a menace <laughs> that guy what is, a menace he would just do Imagine anything in his power player. to just screw oh. over the other team yeah but anything you want for the boys <laughs> you'll like you, you want you want popcorn in between periods yeah, he's going he's to get it for it. you <laughs> he uh Hey T Bone. We'll give you the we'll give you the Coles. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you the Coles notes version is basically um this former like what was he a mob boss kind of thing who had a- yeah they were saying he, he like the show the sopranos was like 
moderately based off of him. And he actually had a signed picture from James Gandolfini who plays uh, Tony Soprano saying to the real Tony Soprano on that picture. Yeah. And he's, so basically he's a a mob boss that had a, what was it like a waste removal uh, company? Yeah. Classic cover up. Yeah. So so he would, he was running this waste removal company and then his son was playing hockey growing up and uh, had an injury where he couldn't play hockey anymore and so what do you do logically when your son can't play hockey more you buy him a pro um, hockey a team, pro hockey team and, <laughs> as one should and, yeah. you, and you make him the general manager and president and well my dad he was 17 years old at this time yeah in high school so yeah like he's in grade 12 <laughs> just to see the way this guy dressed like he was on spitting chicklets today I, I listened to the to the interview and he was just making fun of himself for the way that he dressed oh yeah like if you watched just to give you guys a visualization if you watched any music video in the rap category from 2001 to 2006 it's pretty much what he looked like yeah, yeah. And, and so basically they use this team as like a money laundering scheme and like just like the stories like the equipment managers like what the other team would come in <laughs> for a game and he'd hide the goalies pads so he couldn't <laughs> play and stuff like that and, and he'd give the team six towels for, to split between the whole team uh, for the showers after and the towels were apparently like, like paper hand towels yeah yeah, yeah. They, they could like, like legit hand they towels. can't even cover your one leg <laughs> yeah. so definitely if you find yourself having uh, an hour and a half of free time in the next week i would we would definitely recommend going to netflix and watching untold Crimes and penalties. Oh yeah, and then you know I give the other other episodes a watch too because yeah, those, those are, are kind of sick. They're, like, they're all good. they're all like wild stories. Like just yeah. you would something you would never expect from like an individual professional athlete or like a hockey team. But yeah, uh, yeah they're pretty crazy, and uh, they actually were successful on the ice. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, they, they were they completely barbaric, the but yeah, they they lost in like game seven or yeah. something. So, yeah. So basically, this this kid's whole thing was like. He wanted the toughest players and he wanted his teams to literally just beat the crap out of the other team to the point where yeah. they would just win. And they had re- they had really good players too. Like they signed Wayne Gretzky's brother. Yeah, Brent, who also played in the NHL. And uh and so they would just beat the crap out of other teams and just basically chase them out of their building. And then um they're getting paid on their table. They'd basically just get whatever they wanted. So it was basically the place to play if you're in the minors. I oh yeah, like you probably get treated like an absolute king. And then Drake, uh the rapper posted on his uh, on his Instagram in a in a trashers jersey, yeah. and um, AJ Galante, who's the, guy, the the kid that got the team, he he said that he, Drake FaceTimed him and said like I need your jersey sent to me like tomorrow. And he's <laughs> yeah. like okay, because <laughs> yeah, he was going back to Canada. Yeah. And he was in Buffalo, and uh, the team was based in what just Danbury, outside Connecticut. Of, yeah, yeah, so that's like not far from Buffalo at all. You could definitely buzz up there in a day. So he got a buddy of his to drive it up there and give it to Drake personally. That was Which is kind of a cool story. Yeah, that is a cool story. If yeah. Anytime Drake asks you for something, I'm assuming you just give it to him. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I would. Yeah. Oh, we know you would. Yeah. Drake would be like, Johnny, can I have your left shoe? I'd be like, yeah, dude, you want my right one too? You want my, you want my arm? <laughs> yeah. My leg? Yeah, no, dude, dude, for sure. Dude, I don't even need it. <laughs> like, if you want it, yeah, sure. Just give me a shout out though. <laughs> can you post my leg on Instagram? <laughs> but that's like when like the hockey season, obviously for like the NHL, it's about to start up, but that's definitely been the, the story of the summer, the Danbury Trashers. Oh, yeah. And now they have like their verified Instagram page yeah. and all that. And they're starting it's to hilarious. sell merch again. And pe- apparently people are just buying it off the hook. So oh, I think we should get some. I'd be down to get some. Like maybe like a hat. I don't know. Just rock it. How about that big chain that he had? 
that pendant chain. <laughs> yeah. He had like a he had like a friggin' I don't know how many carat diamonds, but he had like this huge diamond chain that just had the logo of the day, and, and their logo was a trash can with a hockey stick. So he had this big. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I bet that thing's definitely a few months rent for sure. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> if I had to guess, yeah, yeah seriously, no, Hondos. Oh, okay, Hondos. Hondos. Well, like I said before, we are. Uh, one week into school, how are you guys feeling? Uh, I don't know. Kind of like we were saying, like, you got to find your groove again because every semester your schedule is just different. And then you obviously got to line it up with not just hockey, but with what we're doing, like with the podcast and filming TikToks and stuff like that. It it could definitely get a little bit crazy. And like, as funny as it sounds, you got to find time to make food. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, like, that's hey, a huge part. That's what keeps you going. I need my mom here to not tell me not to forget to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, mom, if uh, you want to pay the boys a visit, if you're listening, um, please or no, please or, or, no, or no, 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 if no, no, no wants to come out and no, no. just you know hang out with the boys for a week or something like that, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's going not too bad. Uh, classes are going well. It's first week, so it's like yeah. I just find myself like crazy after not sitting in a class all year, and then sitting in there again. I just feel myself like getting impatient. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sitting there after like 15 minutes. I check my phone. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my god, what? How did I do this for two years? Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, I feel like I'm back in school for the first time again. Last Friday, I, I looked at my phone and it was 1:30, and like I felt like an hour went by. I looked at my phone again. It was 1:36. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, like get pee break. Get me, yeah, get me out of here. Time for a walk. That's a classic. Like 10 minute pee break. If there's yeah. a clock anywhere near you while you're in class, you're just checking that thing every oh, two eagle minutes. eye. Eagle Eagle oh yeah and it doesn't yeah. help it go faster i'll tell you that for free no i actually i think the seconds are every two i don't know <laughs> it's fuck it's hard but hey we'll get back in Mar- marty went in the public pool today at the swim first class oh, oh man yeah he was shaking Mar- marty he's very similar to howie mendel and uh he doesn't he's like he's not a big germ guy he's not a big this, is, uh, this was my first pool. time in pub- a public pool and i'd say seven or eight years so like right going up, go up to the class, I sent the boys a picture. And my, yeah. my hands were like shaking. I was so nervous. So I was just yeah. like, but hey, I did it. Hey, your hands look pale. Yeah. <laughs> Got into the pool. I swam for an hour and a half and boy, did I hate it. <laughs> what, is that class, floaty? what is that class for? Is it just like to, is it like a teachable kind of thing? Yeah. Like to be a certified lifeguard for my exercise science major. I don't know. Yeah, it's only one college two. random class. He's auditioning yeah. for yeah. Baywatch. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, if you need a certified that. lifeguard, I may maybe it. We'll see how the yeah. pool goes the rest we'll, of the semester. We'll let you know in four months. Yeah. <laughs> What's your guys' hardest class this semester? You think so far, or like going forward? Personal finance or econ? First, oh I was going to take that course, personal finance. I feel like that's a really useful course. To yeah, have. it is. Definitely. No, they teach you like how to you know use the stock market like, for, like, to set up your future, basically. Like that's like the gist like of it right now. Teach you how to manage your personal finances. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about like money that you have and what you can do with it personally. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that actually I, that probably would be tough though. I mean, the assignments that go with it would probably be a little bit. I have a pretty yeah, light you know semester what? right now, so yeah. You, so well, you, you guys are seniors, now, so you yeah. guys got quite the load off. Except for maybe you. Yeah, or, my my classes. I don't have yeah, as many of them. Definitely hard. I don't have as many of them, but my classes are like they just keep getting like more specific. Yeah. Like when you come to college for biology or science, you start like super broad. Yeah. 
and then like each year just kind of narrows down even more so it's like <laughs> you started with like general biology now i'm taking cell biology where it's just like you just talk about literally a cell for the whole semester yeah, yeah that's kind of like my, my brain that's kind of like calm where you come in and, <laughs> and it's like general calm and then it's like personal conflict calm and <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's a joke for anyone that just didn't catch my tone it's the exact yeah. same thing yeah yeah it's pretty relatable no i think probably biochem is my, my hardest this semester yeah, that sure. just sounds yeah. like bio and then chemistry but hey we'll <laughs> like see. what is that hey we'll see you never know <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I'll see you there i guess <laughs> um okay so i guess we should uh let's do our things that hit different segment here Ooh, i got one okay um now that hockey's back again, I'd say my head's different. It's just coming back after a long day at school, hockey, eating dinner and just sitting on the couch. Yeah. Like it just like it just hits different. No, you you, you just relax. Boy. You like once like the season starts and you're just working out and skating almost every day, like what, five, six times a week. Yeah. Like you appreciate your downtime so much. Oh, it's yeah. insane. Uh for me, what hits different is after like a hard skate is a nice cold chocolate milk. Mm. That hits. Different. Never seen you do that, but yeah, I grab them. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I think some. That's because you don't give me a ride home, dude. <laughs> Along those lines, is uh, when you're like on the ice and you and you can get water. And you're just kind of out of breath and you're, you're parched and you just get your water ball and just squirt yeah. it in your face and it's in just, your mouth. It's, it's all oh, over your face. Oh my yeah. God. And you just kind of hang out for like three seconds and you go back to line. <laughs> you're like, all right. So all right, that was a nice break. Thanks guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's really definitely, appreciate it. definitely mine. Yeah. One, I never drink water on the ice. That's bad. I haven't drinking water on the ice in like a long time. Do you I get wait? thirsty? No. And I wait, like, during games, I never have taken a sip of water. Really? And then I just wait till intermission. I don't – I've never drink practice, never. That's so random. Do you yeah. get, like, bloated or something? Uh, no, I just you haven't just done it. Yeah. I think in junior I stopped doing it. So I don't like sharing water bottles. So I think that had – that's where it all it's started. Good, that's yeah, a good reason Howie Mandel doesn't like sharing water yeah. bottles. So. God damn. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. Sorry that guy is just gross, even though we have our own. So he'd rather, <laughs> he'd rather just dehydrate himself yeah. than yeah. drink out of a water bottle that doesn't even touch your face. Yeah. <laughs> if you see a raisin in the stall after, it's Marty after, <laughs> yeah, after we skate. Prune. Just a dried up grape. <laughs> yeah, that's a quick fact. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, I read the first chapter of those books that we got sent. Yeah. Can you explain those books to our listeners? Well, I've, only, read. I've only read the first chapter no, no no but like explain like what they are and like how like the history behind it like people have been okay comparing, well, comparing us yeah, no so, but people have been comparing us to these books so, and the author um, sending them. basically we got sent these what are they called <laughs> off campus i have no i yeah I, I, I didn't read the title i just read the first page <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure they're called off campus yeah um if not i'll go back and change that after but uh so that we, I started the first book and it's um, the first little bit was about this, this girl that's in college and she sees this guy on the football team and his name is, oh, I forget his name, something, I don't know, Freddie or something maybe. And she thinks he's super cute, right? <laughs> and so she's like, sees him and then when they're going to, oh, and then they get their test back from this class that it's supposed to be a breeze class, but then the teacher changed and everyone in the class like got C minuses or below. 
But then she looked at hers and she got an A. So obviously she's She's wicked smart. She's wicked smart. She's wicked smart. And so anyways, she goes to the front. Everyone's complaining about the, And then she sees this guy on the football team that apparently is super hot. I mean, I can just picture Will when I think of him. So that's what I'm going to go with. Just Superman. Lord knows. I'm just going to think of Will. So she passes Will. (laughs) And... She says that, that like, she was so nervous that, like, he smiled at her and, like, gave her the nod. And she just went, like, with the little, like, head nod back and then buried her head and walked out of there. Yeah. And then, like what, that's like when uh, you first met Will, too. <laughs> Will gave you the head every, nod and time was like, ner- oh. You got nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> the same. God. Yeah. So, pick, like, the same interaction between me and Will the first time. This yeah. is what this girl had with this guy. And then, so, she gets out into the hallway and she meets this guy on the hockey team who's, like, apparently the hockey star. Yeah, and she knows him. She started talking to him, and he was complaining about how normally his classes as a hockey star are super easy because the teachers give him a <laughs> free pass by and stuff. Yeah, he's complaining about how this teacher's a hardo and stuff like that. And then I guess she drops her books, and then her test flies out. And then so she, this guy sees that she has an A and starts begging her to, like, tutor her, yeah. tutor him. And she's like, No, I don't have time. Like, I can't. And then the book switches from her point of view to this hockey guy's point of view, oh, <laughs> which is like, like I was reading and I was like, oh my God. So it's like, like a little far-fetched. Well, for me, yeah. Like, <laughs> like basically, basically he just, he's looking around and all he's commenting is on is the physical appearances of all the girls around yeah. him. It's like an erotic book, right? And then, yeah. So yeah, it's supposed to be sort of like that. Yeah. And so I think what happened was like, it switched to his point of view and then he was like oh like how could this girl not want to tutor me like i'm like a star athlete <laughs> just like just cocky p- imagine i just i just picture myself talking like that and i was like oh my god like i would never yeah just just giving hockey players like a bad rap yeah i just want to go home and beat my head against the desk when i do that yeah no so like the story behind like how we got these books actually the author was kind enough to send us uh two two books and sign them as well uh and uh, all the boys are gonna take a crack at them and read them but uh in our comments on our videos i guess like these series of books has like a big following and mm-hmm. people have been comparing us to the guys in these books and we had no idea we're like what the hell no it's not this, the type right? of books that's meant for like our type of audience it's meant for like it older it's an older audience like well, it's, not a, older, it's a mature well, no, it's it's not like something no? that it's not a book oh, that you, would, read it yet. you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like it's not meant for. I don't think it's meant for like a like a male audience. It's meant directed towards more of a female yeah. audience because I think it's that like a 50 girl's pers- of gray. I think it's a girl's perspective. I think her name's Mad. No, not Maddie. He the, the hockey guy thinks her name's Maddie, but her name's actually Hannah. Oh, so he's like, oh, that wasn't even close to Maddie. Anyway, <laughs> but it's directed towards more of a female audience. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's think, chapter one i think i'm missing i'm missing a little bit but that's yeah. chapter one so who's gonna read chapter two this week i think johnny's got it this oh week. I'll, yeah i'll give it a look you're gonna uh, find time for that yeah. yeah hey a little bedtime reading why okay. not? we'll put it into your school calendar that you have a uh, book report due yeah. next put it tuesday, on night. <laughs> tuesday night you have a book report due sounds good but uh yeah is it, is it a little bit raunchy in the first chapter not really no no well it's just like the intro like yeah, I like guess they, they're not going to start they use, off Like, on. there's a lot of descriptions about people's physical appearance. Like, like this guy is, like, apparently super hot, like I said, about, yeah. like, he probably looks like Will. <laughs> and then, apparently, the hockey guy thinks this girl is nice looking. Yeah. And there's a couple comments. I'm not going to say them out loud. But yeah. yeah, there's, like, Cause, yeah. 
because it's a little raunchy well yeah that it's but it's not like explicitly raunchy it's just like oh she has a nice butt like that kind of thing okay i see what you're saying yeah it's not like it's not like the raunchy raunchy yeah. you know well you know all chapter two goes well i'm excited to hear it yeah perfect um what's up guys we're back with another message from our friends over at discover now listen we could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards like how they require minimums and worse how they re- rewards flat out expire or we could talk about how with discover you can redeem your rewards for cash at, in any amount at any time i mean come on talk about amazing and now that we've talked about that for a bit Let's get back to the No Bad Days podcast where we talk about whatever comes to our mind. Learn more about this offer at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Well, this week we're pleased to welcome to the No Bad Days podcast a skating and player development coach who works with kids from all ages, from the guys learning how to skate from players all the way up to the NHL. Welcome to the No Bad Days podcast, Scotty Herbster. Thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here and looking forward to talking with you guys. Did you say NHL there? No, you work with guys from the NHL? Only only three ladder leagues. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Scotty. Well, first, uh, you know, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got started in the game of hockey. I started skating when I was four years old. Um, My dad played and coached his whole life, so it was only natural for me and my two younger brothers to play hockey. Um, I played all the way up until I was 19 years old. I played one year of junior hockey, stopped uh, playing after that, took a few years off away from the rink and got into coaching after that. So what, so what kind of like led you to stop playing? Yeah. So I was, I had a good first year of junior hockey. I enjoyed a lot, had a lot of good teammates and good coaching staff. And um, I just went into training camp the next year and just didn't really have the same uh, passion or fires I did the year before. And I thought, you know what, this is probably a good time to stop. There was a lot of other, uh, avenues I could take in my life, whether it was going to school or starting work. And uh, I thought, you know what, this is the time time for me just to step away. So I took some time away from the rink, uh, went to school for a bit before I, uh, I started coaching. So like, did you, did you always know that you wanted to get into coaching or was it something that just kind of fell into your lap? No, you know what? It's funny. I never thought I'd uh, ever be coaching or in the position I am today. Um, I worked for a guy for several years with, you know, uh, camps and clinics through his own, his own business. And, uh, I, I kind of fell in love with the whole coaching aspect. And then uh, he took a job in the NHL. So he moved away from Chicago and uh, there was kind of a void there with the learn escape program. So I, I just kind of jumped in and, and filled the gap there just by helping out. And I figured, you know what, I'll just do this from time to time. And it kind of grew into uh, not just a, a hobby, but kind of a passion. And I really enjoyed being on the ice with, with the kids and helping them uh, progress their skills. What What would you say? Like, obviously after you step away from playing hockey there's like you you probably miss a few things like being on the team playing playing every like every weekend or whatever it was in junior like what was the one thing that you missed the most probably from just being a player probably being in that routine of uh a practice schedule working out and and stuff similar to that where it's you know you're getting on the ice you're getting good workouts in and you're you're around fun guys having a good time in, in that team atmosphere and then obviously getting into the real world you're you step away from that and you're it's more individual and you're, you're doing your own thing and it's not as much of a, a schedule to maintain you're kind of just doing your own thing and that's what I didn't really like I like that routine of showing up to practice every day early and getting prepared and just you know going from there nice definitely um so obviously there's tons of different you know techniques skills you know philosophies on coaching like where do you kind of pull your stuff from like did you have to take courses or did you do you use like 
I don't know, books or, or social media to kind of find uh, your niche or what, what do you, what kind of stuff do you do to kind of find what you want? So that's, that's a really good question. I think with skill development, it's more of watching games and, and seeing where players are struggling individually. And also uh, the, the elements are kind of put in on the ice, right? So with me, with skill development, it's it's a lot of, you know, starting with, with just your basic edge work and then getting into puck control and then game scenarios, right? Because it's big situational base where you want to get players out of their comfort zone, but in practice, you want to get them comfortable with doing certain things, controlling the puck, their vision on the ice, mo- moving the puck into certain spots on the ice with, um, you know, their edges or just being more confident with the puck, right? So if you're able to... Um, get these players comfortable doing this and then putting them in a situation where it's going to be high, high energy and getting them uncomfortable. It's really going to uh, translate over into their game and, and, and help them uh, see things on the ice. Scotty, just to go off what you said there, like I know you coach kids of all levels and all that, and, you know, obviously men in, in the NHL and in the pros, mm-hmm. but uh, you work with younger kids and mm-hmm. how, how's that? Like, you know, does it take a little more patience and all that? Because like, I'm sure like explaining a little more complex drills or teaching them new techniques and stuff like can't be easy all the mm-hmm. time. No, you're right. Patient, patience is there, but I think with being a good coach, patience has to be one of your top things because some players are farther ahead than others and you can't leave a, leave a kid behind or uh, let a kid struggle too much. So you have to simplify things so they can, they can understand whether it's a drill or a certain concept or something they need to think about themselves with their hockey IQ. Um, but the biggest thing with youth hockey is the repetition and teaching them the why, right? Yeah. With, with you guys, it's, you guys already know that. So I can explain certain drills or certain scenarios you're going to be in on the ice and you can execute those things with the younger kids you have to really break it down and say you're going to be in a position like this on the ice you decide what you're going to do here but here's how you can come out of the corner with the puck here's how you can enter the zone with the puck so it's it's little things like that that go a long way especially for the younger kids that they can visualize things because the kids nowadays are especially more visualized learners than uh than uh the older guys like yeah like to, rather than just like x's and o's kind of thing right like exactly you probably, like, demo a lot more and all that right yeah demo more and then also explain you know stick positioning where you want the puck on your stick where you want your body to lean where you want your weight to shift and it's it's all things like that you have to break it down from the skates all the way to the stick yeah so you would just say like you more so have to teach them the game and teach them that they, they could also be like creative out there because like with the older guys like they already have their own style by the time yep. you get to that level right you have to teach the, the the fundamentals and the foundation of the game first before you can get into the creativity side of things. Everyone needs to have those basic skill sets. Yeah. And then once they're comfortable with those basic skill sets, you can kind of get them out of their comfort zone to um, perform a little bit more and, and turn them into a, a type of player that they best they best fit. Yeah, a thousand percent. So you said uh, you've done like learn to skate clinics and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that's basically just people that really haven't been on skates before, right? Correct. So um, <laughs> currently right now, I work with a, a learn escape program, which is kids between four and eight years old. And then I go on to mites and I work with mites all the way to high school uh, players as well on, on the youth side of things. So it's, like I said, it's a wide, it's a wide range, but it's the same thing throughout with the high repetition, making sure people are understanding the why they're doing things and also, you know, being cre- creative, but most importantly, having fun, especially at that youth level. Is it just you on the ice when you do the younger kids? Uh, no, it just depends. Um, larger groups, I'll have a, a couple assistants out there or, yeah. um, but it's all clinic based, right? So it's all power skating and skills. We're trying to get as many reps out of the kids as possible and keeping them moving, but also having that rest, rest to rep ratio at a good amount. So, cause the biggest, biggest thing with hockey is that, you know, 
the parents are paying for their kids to be there. Exactly. So yeah. if, if they're going to be on the ice, you're going to want them to work for an hour. I'm a big, one of my bigger pet peeves in the game of hockey is going to a clinic and seeing, you know, two kids going when you have, you know, 40 kids on the ice, I think it should be very, you know, high pace, high energy and, and keeping people moving, but keeping them moving at a, a pace where they're not getting too, too tired. And I, I think you guys can, um, uh, un, uh, can understand that and, uh, can, can, you know, say something about it. Cause you guys have been on the ice with me before. I know what I, what I mean by that about the high rep to rest ratio and, and keeping yeah. people moving. No, for sure. And that kind of leads me into my next question there is like, do you feel like you have to teach kids like work ethic sometimes? Cause like that feel, I feel like someone in your position, like when you, when you don't see the kid, like they're just going through the motions, mm-hmm. no matter how young they are. Right. And at that young age, like they don't know that yet. Almost. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Oh uh, yeah. I, I, teach them that? I agree with you. And in, in, in part where it's, if the kids are going to be there, they want to be there. Even if they're having a bad day that they love hockey, it's different than school. It's different than other activities. And if they're there, they want to be there. But I think as a coach, the, the energy you bring on the ice to start the practice is the energy the kids are going to feed off of. So you have to have that positive reinforcement throughout, because I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys have had coaches growing up that had that negative reinforcement mm-hmm. at, for sure. at, at times where you're going through drills or you mess something up and you know, you felt pretty bad, right. But you just have to have that positive reinforcement behind things and say, Hey, you did that incorrectly. Let's go back. Let's try it again. Or when you see them do something good, you make sure that they hear that they did a good job with it. Like get right, get right up next to them and say, Hey, that was a great rep or you did this well, like just that positive reinforcement. And then the amount of energy you bring in passion every single time is what's going to come over to uh, the kids. And they're, they're really going to feed off that. They're going to see how much fun you're having on the ice and how much you want to be out there. Because uh, if you see a coach that doesn't want to be there or is just out there to, to pass the time or collect the paycheck, kids are going to understand that they're not there for the right reasons. Yeah, they're going to catch on. That's the biggest thing is if you bring that energy, kids are going to want to feed off that. So sticking on this topic of like learning to play hockey and stuff, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of listeners that uh, haven't played hockey before and don't really know too much about it. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you would say to either them or if they're thinking about putting their kids in hockey one day, what are some things you'd like, where would you say they they should be spending their money when they're just learning well, a couple of things. I don't think you're too old to ever start playing a sport, let alone hockey. I, I've worked, I had to do an adult class with people that are just starting hockey at the age of 40 and they, they absolutely love it. Yeah. They're, they're, they struggle just as much as those four to five-year-olds, but you know what, they, they pick up things and it's, you're never too old to learn the game or learn to play it. Um, and I think from a parent's aspect, call your local rink on your rink's local website and see what they have to offer at the younger ages. You don't need to put your kid with a coach that's working with players in the NHL, a a guy that has a great resume. You just need to get your kids on the ice and, and learn how to skate and and learn the game and just see if they have a passion for it. Right? Cause yeah, hockey is an expensive fun at the beginning, right? Yep. It's all about fun and hockey's an expensive sport as you get older and you, you, you need to let your kids drive uh, the the desire to be there. You can't force a player to be there at any age, right. uh, especially at the younger side. But I think just call your local rink, go on your rink's local website and see what they have to offer. And uh, you know, that they're, the more time, the more time that the kids can spend on the ice, the, the more they'll fall in love with it and the more, the, the better they'll get. All right. So switching gears here from the younger ages, yeah. uh, we're going to go in since you coach up in the higher end, what would you say are some of the coolest things that you've done with your job? like in your business so far? Uh, probably. Uh, so I've been doing this for uh, going on five years now. And a couple of things that really stick out to me is uh, I get to travel a lot for work. So I spent some, uh, some time all over the, uh, the, the country. I've, I've done clinics for youth organizations in Alaska, Colorado, uh, 
And uh, those those two right there are, are really stick out to me because I get to go to new places I've never been to or would never have gone with without hockey or with work. So I think it's cool to be able to say I've, I've gone to a place like that and make an impact on kids that uh, really deserve an opportunity like that. And they're very, they're very grateful for that. And then also I've been able to work with uh, um, a few, few Olympians. So that's really cool. That sticks out to me that, you know, it, 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 you're helping out players at the highest level and that it, it means a lot to them that they're able to uh, excel. Excel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's probably pretty rewarding mm-hmm. um, from like a business side. Like we're going through a phase in like hockey trading where like mm-hmm. a lot of things are seen on Instagram mm-hmm. or, you know, social media that sometimes may not translate completely to a game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of like clickbait kind of mm-hmm. stuff. How would you like, wh- what way do you go about like your social media present? Like, do you, do you, are you content with how your business is at home or do you like try and grow um, your business side through social media accounts as well? Well, as a business owner, you're always trying, trying to grow and expand and, and do the, do the best you can, right? You never want to be content because once you are, your competition will pass you and uh, it'll be more difficult for you to catch up than if you, you know, take your foot off the gas. But no, I think you hit the nail on the head with the uh, social media uh, aspect of it, where you see a lot of things on there that don't really translate over. They look, they look pretty on uh, camera and with social media, I just try to keep people involved and show people, you know, who we're working with, what, what we have to offer and kind of, you know, our side of skill development, right? So we'll just post stuff here and there, um, whether it's drills that we like to share with other coaches and uh, coach pages, just to, you know, the big, the biggest thing with, with hockey, hockey coaching is you want to give back to not just the the players, but other coaches as well. For instance, like I have uh, coaches that will reach out to me for, for drills that coach various different levels. And you, you like to send them stuff. You never want to hold stuff back from showing other people just because it's your stuff. You want to be able to help as many players as possible. And, and, Definitely. and, you know, build the, your resume to a sense. Yeah. Exa- deal. Like they know what, you know, and they, they know that you like, you know, your stuff type deal, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you also want to help as many player as players as you can, no matter who they play for or where they play, you, you want to help develop as many players as you can. But yeah, I think just, just having that social media influence, like just that presence mm-hmm. is, is good. And it, it helps expand your business to areas you never really would think you could uh, expand to without, without having that. But I definitely pick and choose what I put on there. And uh, it, it, it's never too flashy and it's never too simple, right? You want to put stuff out there that's going to help, help people, but also show them that it's game transferable, right? As you guys, right. it's a hockey word, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you can do all this stuff weaving in and out of cones, but is that going to help you at the end of the day in a game? Cause with, with hockey practice, you're always trying to prepare yourself for that next game you're going to play. Right. Exactly. So staying on social media, like mm-hmm. how often would you say like, so you, you share, you share stuff with other coaches and other skills coaches. Mm-hmm. How often do you take stuff back from different, you know, accounts here and there? Well, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in always adding your own niche to things. And I, I mean, I'll go on Instagram and look at a couple of videos here and there and say, Oh, this looks pretty cool, but how can I translate this into my own, my own system or into my own philosophies? Right. So I'll never go and say, Oh, I like this drill. I'm just going to copy it. Exactly. I'll say, Oh, this looks good. How can I work this in with uh with a zone entry or how can I work this in with coming off the wall or right. similar things like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a, just, just different ways to put it into, you know, our own, our own spin on things, right? Like right. you, you learn from everybody, right? I've learned from basketball coaches. I've seen stuff that basketball coaches do, how they, they run a practice. They go, wow, that's great. I never thought of something like that. And right. I think, I think the best coaches are the ones that are still learning themselves. You mm-hmm. can never, uh, 
as a, as a coach, you can never say I'm done. I'm done learning. And this is, this is my way or the highway type mentality. I mean, I've some of the best coaches I know uh, that work at the highest levels are still learning things and they learn from some guys that are just starting to coach. For instance, I know a, a NHL coach that went to a, went to a rink for his kid and saw a might practice and saw what he liked from a might coach and goes, wow, I, I like how this guy runs a practice. I'm going to take some of that and do it myself. And that, that speaks volumes to me. Right. Well, that makes sense. Cause like the game's constantly evolving. So as a coach, you would have to like mm-hmm. do the, do the exact same. Right. So yep. what you said makes a yep. lot of Kid, sense. Kids are changing day by day and you have to, you have to adapt to that. And the game changes day by day. You have to adapt to that as well. So it's, it's a little bit of both. Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess another question uh, kind of staying on like this old school versus new school thing is like being a younger guy yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you deal with, like, you obviously work with people that are older than you. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you deal with, like, maybe not so much gaining their respect, but in a sense, like, kind of gaining their respect? And um, But, no, I, I think you're right there, Troy. I think the, the respect thing's the, the biggest thing there. And I think guys at the highest level, uh, no, it, it's it, if you're there for them and you're there to put the time and effort in, they're going to respect you. If they, if they know that you know what you're talking about and you have that same passion and drive as them and you have that professionalism, they're going to respect you, right? Like right. I, I'm, a, I'm a younger guy, I'm 25 years old. And, you know, I work with players that are getting into their thirties now. And I, I work alongside coaches that have coached longer than I've been alive, right? It's kind of funny, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, they see the passion I have. They see the professionalism I bring to the rink every day. And they go, this guy knows what he's doing. He's here for the right reasons. And, you know, once they give you a chance and they see what you know what you're doing and you're doing a good job and helping their players out, they're going to respect you a lot. Right. Definitely. I, I guess to, to end off here, I kind of wanted to ask you like, what do you like, what's the end goal? Like what's your dream job in this kind of like field of coaching? Like, do you have a dream job or do you just kind of want to keep growing? Well, I, I enjoy very much what I do now and it's, it's, it's a great, great career. And I never thought my wildest dreams I'd be where I'm at right now, especially five years ago. I probably would have laughed in your face if you told me where, uh, right. where I'd be right now. And uh, I think long-term, I'd love to see myself um, working with an NHL team full-time. That's been a goal of mine since I started doing this. Um, I just want to keep working at that, but I always want to continue to work with the youth players because the grassroots of hockey is, uh, you know, uh, holds a special place in my heart. And I think working with those youth players goes a long way and to, to help kids find a passion for the game in itself means, means the world to me. And uh, yeah, I just, I just enjoy what I do no matter who's on the ice. It's there's never a bad time on the ice as you guys know. Definitely. Well, thanks Scotty for coming on. We really appreciate you uh, stopping by at the studio and uh Thank you guys for having me. And I'm very happy to see all the success you guys are having with uh, not just your podcast, but TikTok page and social media all the way throughout. It's, uh, it's great to see. And uh, uh, just keep, keep hammering. We'll keep going. <laughs> keep yeah, on right. keeping on. <laughs> thanks, yeah, thanks. All right. Well, uh, thanks Scotty for coming on. Uh, like I said, he's a skating and player development coach, and uh, you can check him out on Instagram at Scotty or not at Scotty at Herbster Hockey on Instagram. There's some good videos there, just on you know all types of different skills and tricks and content hockey wise. So definitely make sure you go check that out. I thought that was a good interview, boys. What do you think? Yeah, no, that was awesome. And uh, you know, I, we said it before uh, we started recording with Scotty that we've only had players on, including the boys, and. Uh, to hear from a coach's perspective on things and uh, how the game is and how it's evolving and all that. That was awesome to hear. And we hope you guys uh, found that interesting. Yeah. Just to add to that, um, just like from our perspective and only 
like knowing Scotty as our skills coach, just hearing him talk about his philosophies and how passionate he was about the game and still is and teaching the youth up to the NHL players still has the same drive, no matter who he's coaching. So that was just nice for us to hear and have kind of reassurance how great of a guy he is, you know, definitely, definitely nice to hear his perspective. And that can't be easy. Like, you know, we all have bad days and like, like he said in that interview, like he's got to be the positive reinforcement on the ice. So you got to like literally bring that attitude and that energy every day to the rink. So Kudos to you, Scotty, because uh, it's not easy to do. So keep up the good work. Bud. Probably the truest thing that he said was that the players reflect the attitude of the coach. thousand percent. Because if if the coach comes on and the coach is flat and is kind of acting like he, he doesn't want to be there or whatever, yeah. in whatever case, whatever sport you play, probably, yeah. the players are just going to feed off that energy. So he's always upbeat. He's always ready to go and he's prepared. So thanks very much for coming yeah. on, Scotty. Couldn't agree with you more. Well, that's great, my friend. Um, <laughs> next thing we'll jump into is I uh, wanted to talk to you guys. What? You too? Yeah, okay. I'll get to that. Oh, <laughs> thanks for making more work for me, though. Um, Sorry, dude. I thought uh, I was doing so I just wanted to talk to you guys about what it's like getting back with the boys and filming as a whole group together. Absolutely love it. Yeah? yeah. You like it? We missed it a lot. <laughs> we you like it a lot? You honestly, like it, do you? <laughs> we miss it a lot. Yeah. It's, uh, it's awesome. And you know, just a lot of laughs with the fellas out there. And, you know, what's hilarious too. It's like when we're doing those dance videos and like some guy just makes up a dance move on the spot and it's just funny. Yeah. yeah. I think the best thing is like when we're not re- like not recording, just like being dumb and whatever. And Lawson's like, wait, do that again. And you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. What did <laughs> I do? Yeah. yeah did Can I do, I do that again? Did I do like the Michael good? Jackson thing. Like you yeah. did the on your toes and like oh, it was yeah. sick the first time. And then it just was never hilarious. was the same. <laughs> yeah. And we're like on camera, like, yeah, oh, just freeze what, up. What did yeah. I do again? Just go, <laughs> we just stiff joints. We need a 24 7 camera going. Yeah. We, re- we really do. That's the best thing is like the, we have two cameras going, one that's filming the TikTok and then the behind the scenes camera that we're starting to bring into the repertoire a bit because yeah. we're getting the YouTube channel going in the next few weeks. Yeah. When, when is that going to be ready, boys? I think uh, end of October, I think we're thinking. So we're getting some content now, some early content of what we've been up to this past month. So yeah. YouTube channel will be ready. Get get on there and subscribe early for the first video and the intro. Pers- yeah. Personally, I'd rather watch our behind-the-scenes videos than anything else. I think, that's, like, those are the that's, I think that's almost mostly what the, what the YouTube will be about. It's mostly like behind-the-scenes of what yeah. actually goes on at these filming sessions because it's not all flowers and rainbows like it looks like on TikTok. Yeah, you know, sometimes there's a little bickering or sometimes, like, that's when the inside jokes come out too and all that, so... A couple fist fights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next thing you know, Frizz is in a headlock. So. <laughs> Giving me a nuggie. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, I thought of, uh, you know, speaking on things that we haven't done in a while. Um, isn't it so much better when you're doing these, like getting these videos recorded with, with the boys instead of just having your mom or dad hold the camera and do it at home? Oh, dude, I, <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's so hard to do that. Remember that video we did? It was like, and you can't bait a hook. Yeah. That video? <laughs> oh okay. God. So it's funny listening. Cause we put them in a shared, shared album for Lawson to like save them. Yeah. And like we all, all 10 of us can see it in the shared album and it's hilarious yeah. listening to our moms in the background what you or, doing? or like yeah. when you hear the guy faintly sing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can. Yeah. And then like, my part was the, uh, 
you don't know what Jack Daniels is. Yeah. And so like, I'm kind of saying it and I got my sister to film, but my mom and dad were in the kitchen around like the Island, like watching us. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, can you guys just face that way just for a second? Like, I just yeah. like, I can't do this. Like, it's hard. I could I barely do it in front of my sister. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah it's all it's always it, like i said it's so much better just like because you're so comfortable with around the guys that yeah. and everyone's doing stupid stuff so it's yeah. not like you can single one guy out for being yeah. dumber than the other or, everyone's yeah we're we're each other's like hype man yeah. or even in we've gotten more comfortable with it too because even this past weekend when we were filming uh, a bunch of tiktoks there was like legit a nine-year-old's birthday party going yeah, on was like maybe, hundred, hundred maybe 50 feet away from us yeah. <laughs> and then a bunch yeah a bunch of people just enjoying the lovely day at yeah. the park and and then there's us on rollerblades yeah. and running around running around singing, singing dancing laughing dancing you know just being us all that kind <laughs> of stuff that that was yeah, yeah, I was a little stressed out about that birthday party, but uh, <laughs> we got through it. Yeah, uh, we, we bought them a cake. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of this weekend, I thought of something that you know, we we went out on Friday night to a nice patio. Yeah, and uh, there was live music there, and I was just I was thinking after like when was the last time you guys had been to something that had live music on it? Nashville, oh. 2019, 2020, 2020, yeah. early twenty twenty. I don't even know if this counts, but OVO Fest before <laughs> freshman year. It was the last time oh, yeah, I didn't, didn't come to oh, Nashville. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't come to Nashville. I went home. Oh, man. So, yeah, like it's a been loser. a while for you. Yeah. Well, and then Boots and Hearts the year before. Yeah. Was... Well, no, I was just thinking, like, it's 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 crazy to think that it's been so long since you've actually seen, like, anyone. It wasn't, like, a known band or anything. It was just a local yeah. band just performing. Local cover band. Awesome. Oh, there's Ollie. And, uh, yeah, it was just awesome to, you know, see them performing. And we were jamming out to their songs. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, we were just sitting around the table enjoying our drinks and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it can't help but get that foot moving. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. And we're up on the D floor just tearing it up. And the band was loving it, too, because no one was – if we didn't go up there, like we kind of drew the crowd in. Yeah, there was you know no, I mean? there was no one on the de- like on the dance floor in the crowd when we went, when we got there. No, we were kind of the life of the party, and though. they were getting us into it too. They were oh, like, yeah. "All right, you guys sing this part now." Yeah. We'd be like, "I don't even remember the songs that you made us sing, yeah. but we were jamming out to the songs." Oh no, I do. I remember too. I forget. I, yeah, I forget the song, but I do remember yeah. like she cut it out. Yeah, and we were like, yeah, yeah. clapping yeah. our hands, just doing school. Didn't they play uh, "We Will Rock You"? Oh, yeah, yeah, they. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did everything. They played a bunch of stuff. DC, yeah. Bon Jovi, couple new things, a little bit of country, good bands. All right, let's toss it into our uh, question segment. We put up some. We got some good questions this week, so we might as well answer some of them. Eh? What do you think? Yeah, so, yeah, let's buzz right through. All right, why not? first one's a, first one's why a layup. Not first one's a layup for the boys, eh? What's up? Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Hell fuck no! Oh God no! And if, Marty doesn't even eat hot dogs. Yeah. If you think a hot dog's a sandwich, should you even eat a hot dog realistically? Like yes. Like <laughs> ima- imagine like you're friends with someone who thinks a hot dog's a sandwich, and they say, "Hey." I know a great sandwich shop and they take <laughs> and you, you to a fucking hot dog stand. <laughs> they take you to Portillo's <laughs> yeah. for a hot dog. That's a yeah. red flag for um, a boiled yeah. hot dog. You, you, you have to cut that person if I, off. Okay. If I eat a hot dog, the only way I would do it is if it was barbecued. Cause I think boiled hot dogs are like, just I don't know, a man. huge. No. I, would you, how much money would it take you to drink the boiled, the hot, boiled dog hot dog water? Dude, there's no way. That's like, <laughs> there's there's nothing there's not enough i'm just disgusted by i I do it for like i would do it for like like a hundred bucks yeah like a a shot of it 
I'd do it for free. <laughs> I love that. I, I love very, hot dogs. I very much like hot dogs, actually. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy them. Oh, my God. Okay, so that answers the first question. The hot dog is not the sandwich. No. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay, well, I knew this question was coming. Uh, what happened to the podcast last week? We had uh, technical difficulties. We had great technical difficulties. And, and just so you listeners know... Before every recording session, we do a sound check. We make sure everything's going. Recording's on. You buttons off. <laughs> and as we just experienced, <laughs> as yeah, as we we actually had a little mishap this week. But hey, you know what? We bounce back. So that's what we do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know what? We actually don't know what happened. We recorded it, and then when I when I went to take it off my laptop, it just wasn't there. Yeah. So I'm not sure what happened, but our apologies. Yeah, you know, we let, we dropped the ball. We we do apologize to you guys, and you know what? We really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. <laughs> and with that, we're moving on. <laughs> All right, upwards and outwards, upwards and onwards, as they say in the business. Okay. Um, my brother had a question, and uh, I think we actually touched on this last week, but in the in the recorded podcast that never got released. But biggest hockey inspirations. Who is it? My, uh, I would have to say my father, which I know all of us are definitely going to say, but you know what? Like, you know, that's the one person in my life and, and my mom as well, because she's been behind me all the way through. Um, but yeah, like those two, you know what, like that's who taught me the work ethic and how to have a drive for the game. So I would have to say, uh, my mom and dad. Yeah, I'm going to go same route. I'm going to say a mom, dad, grandpa. Um, they were the three that, well, my dad and my grandpa were the ones that got me into the game and, you know, basically taught me everything that I know about it. And they both had passion for hockey as well. And then obviously my mom uh, supporting me all the way through. And, you know, at times my mom's definitely harder on me than my dad or my grandpa is. So she's <laughs> the one that pushes me the hardest, I'd say, and it's all with love. So I'd say those three are definitely – definitely the biggest inspirations yeah i'd probably go the same route and say my my father who coached me all the way up till i was like 12 years old and i'd say now nowadays is my brother who has done pretty good things in the hockey world so i'm trying to follow in his footsteps lightly i'll say but definitely definitely my brother now (laughs) mildly in his footsteps Yeah, you know what? I'll toss my older brother in there too, actually. <laughs> only only because I remember when I was little, like that's like I'm sure you, you can relate because yeah. you're the younger one. Yeah. Taver, you're you're the, the oldest, oldest yeah. but like when you're a younger brother, like you're always chasing your older brother just mm-hmm. to like either be like him or try to get better than him and stuff like that. And um boy, could my older brother snap a fucking puck. So you know <laughs> what? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw him in the mix there too. Just one thing like about being like, I'm the oldest sibling in my house. And like something that's like kind of cool is you just want to, you just want to kind of set a good example for your brother, you know, whether yeah. brothers, I got two brothers, just want to set a good example for it. Like, you know, maybe I'm doing that. Maybe I'm not, who knows, but you just kind of want, same as like what your, your dad probably did for you guys. Right. It's just, yeah. they, they want to put you on the right path and, you know, being an older brother, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Would you guys coach your kids in hockey one day? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I think yeah. I would. when they're when they're young, for sure. As they get older, I feel like, and older and higher levels, like you know, teenager and all that. Like, I feel like a coach should maybe not be related to. I feel that 
My dad coached me until I was like 13 or 14. And then yeah. I think he was at that point where it was like, yeah. okay, yeah, I think it's time. And that's still young enough. I'm, I'm talking about like when it gets serious when and the scouts gets... start coming out and stuff like that. Yeah. Like parents shouldn't play uh, too much of a role in uh, in that. Yeah, because then there's all those politics and stuff. So oh, yeah. I think that's definitely when they're younger, when they're getting into hockey, the most part, that's mm-hmm. probably the most important time to be around anyway. So for sure. All right. Okay. What do your parents think about your TikTok videos? <laughs> they love them. My mom loves them too. She yeah. literally texts me every day, like, when are you guys posting another one? Yeah. What is it? Or like, that was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Even my brother loves it too. Like, oh, yeah. he was just up and he's just like, almost wanting to get in them. Yeah. <laughs> like, he loves it. You know what? Like, all, all 10 of us in, you know, the hockey guys, like, all our families and extended family and friends are so supportive of everything that we've done the past year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is awesome. Like no one's like kind of shut it down or said like, that's stupid or anything. Like everyone absolutely loves it. They see the potential in it and uh, they're behind us a hundred percent of the way. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest part of, you know, you're getting a bunch of like, not hate, but like negative comments about it. It would kind of make it less fun to do. Yeah. But you know, everyone from people that watch it to our family members, to our friends, they all seem to think it's pretty funny Yeah, and they enjoy it. So, you know, it's something that we enjoy doing too. So we're going to definitely keep doing it. Hopefully. Thousand percent. <laughs> Let's do it to the uh, moon, to the moon. Okay. What else do we got here? Um, um, okay. Well, I got, here's a good one. What, what's, uh, like one thing that you guys can like think of that, like, it's like a scent that reminds you of something like from your childhood or like whenever, like what's like one thing that kind of just brings back those memories. Uh, oh, you know, when you wake up in the morning and it rained the night before and there's like that smell in the air, yeah. Yeah. that reminds me of going to Disneyland when oh. I was a little kid. What? Cause <laughs> Only no, because we went on a fucking rainy day. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, raining, <laughs> raining, wet floor, Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that scent reminds me of going to Disneyland when I was a kid. <clears throat> I don't, I don't even know. Like, maybe if there's like a candle. Like my mom loves candles, and she always has candles burning in the house. Mm-hmm. So if I come into at the house and there's been candles on or something, then I'll just think of like being at home, probably. Oh yeah, or even like uh, that, like cinnamon spice scent like reminds me of like thanksgiving time and like my yeah. mom is just a pumpkin pie factory in the house <laughs> like she's just cranking those Pumping things out. out i oh, hate yeah. pumpkin pie I love oh you haven't had pie. my mom's you've had i don't know who's you had but <laughs> none once, once you've had my mom's you'll never you'll change your views on that <laughs> okay um <laughs> worst job ever Worst job I ever. I haven't have any. I haven't had any. Like I worked bad. at a car wash for a while, like vacuuming cars. <laughs> <laughs> and how was that? Oh man, that was in high school. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's my worst job I think I've ever worked. I think, like, I, I worked landscaping for three years, and there was like, you know, we had some good days, but like some days were. You it's know, just hard work. There's a yeah, it's hard work. <laughs> That makes and, it bad. And also, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why I hate it. No, <laughs> never back down from some hard work. But uh, no, the worst was when you were trimming, say, like in like a commercial residence or area, whatever. And you don't see a um, a bag of dog crap. 
oh, yeah. and you trim it and, oh, yeah. and you don't notice until you get <laughs> in the car the hot car after because it's <laughs> it's a hundred degrees outside and something starts to stink and then you look down at your leg and it's just your pant your work pant is just splattered with dog crap and you're just like awesome 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 so that was the not the worst job but the worst part of the times, job yeah. yeah all right so here's a here's a good question that we'll end off with because it kind of you can tell a story with it too how old were you when you guys lost your first tooth due to hockey and how did it happen here jordan you could kick that one off <laughs> you missed some tooth guy. i was <laughs> 18 19 19 when i lost my first one it was a slap shot has to be yeah. it was just a slap shot it was just a slap shot right to my face i actually lost a tooth beside it but they were able to save it and i did originally have another tooth in place there i got a like i got a root canal and got a, a crown put in but the surgery i guess you could call it didn't go right and my, the gap closed so that kind of like rotted out yeah so they just had to pull the tooth so yeah. and my mom wanted me very badly to put another tooth in mm-hmm. Cause she doesn't like it, mm-hmm. but the dentist just said there was no point until I'm done playing hockey. Cause those things fall out pretty easy. So, yeah. No, yeah. mine's uh, similar to you. I was 18 and I was uh, battling with a guy in front and the puck came from the point and deflected into the corner, but it was like, it was the opposite corner. So the forward in front of me turned and his stick swung around and hit me right in the mouth. And I lost my uh, front left tooth. And I remember going back to the bench and it was, it was awkward too, because like I crunched down on my tooth Yeah, and That's that, that feeling. was the most, that was nails on the chalkboard. Like that was the most irritating feeling of all time. Mm-hmm. I remember going back and seeing my parents in the stands and just smiling at them and looking at their faces and getting back in the car and, you know, complaining about uh, how much they paid for my braces and all that. So yeah. that was pretty funny. And then, my mom was similar to yours, Marty, where, you know, she, she didn't like hate it, but like, she couldn't take me seriously when I talked oh, yeah. to her My mom, because she said, I just look like a hillbilly. Yeah. And, um, and it was funny because I had a wedding to go to in Italy, um, a few months later. So my mom's like, you have to get that replaced. Cause they're not going to understand why you don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> so that you're just going to get looked at really weird. So that, that's why I got, uh, I got a cap put in. Yeah, mine was uh I think I take the cake actually. I was 17. And uh it so was, you're better than us? <laughs> yeah, I'm basically just tougher than both of you. And um it was the first shift of the game. Literally oh. opening face off, won the draw back, then I curled in the middle of the ice and my own player got hit and his stick came up and hit me in the face. Oh. And I just remember, like, I, you don't really feel anything at first. No, like, it happens so quick. It, you're like, you're just there, and you know you got hit in the face, but you don't know how bad it is. And then I remember just like looking down over my nose, and like my my uh, permanent retainer for my braces was still in my mouth, but it was like hooked around outside my lip, and it had one of my teeth on it. And I just looked down, <laughs> and I was like, oh god, <laughs> and this the, is not good. No, and like the worst part was like, it was my first year of junior, so my mom was like for months and months telling me like you're not wearing a visor you're not wearing a half shield like you need to have your full face covered and I was like mom no one does that like you look like a chicken if you do that and so she's like you're doing it and finally she gave in and like less than a month later that happened and she she ended up being right so but you know we can't be wearing 
We can't be wearing cages here. No, how are you supposed to post an Instagram picture? Exactly. <laughs> Come on, Mom. How are you supposed to be tough? Mom knows better than that. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, that wrap us, wraps up another episode. Should we oh, call it? The No Bad Days Podcast. The No Bad Days Podcast. The No Bad Days All right. Podcast. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we will see you next week. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. See ya. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 